Welcome to Altered Potters, where we hang out with fellow artists and talk while getting a little altered. I am one of the hosts, Ryan Myers, a full-time studio artist and instructor. And I'm the other host, Rochelle Miller, a ceramic artist and instructor, and this is Altered Potters. Hi, I'm Rochelle Miller, and welcome to Altered Potters. I'm a potter. Okay. And who is with me? I'm well, my a co-host. I'm a craftsman. <laughs> Chair maker. It works in clay. <laughs> so I'll make it different. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But what's your name? You didn't even oh, say Oh, yeah. That. I'm Ryan Myers. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. <laughs> Hello, and, friend. <laughs> and we have Nick DeFries with us. Yeah. Uh, he's a potter out of Minnesota. In Bemidji? No, Brainerd. Brainerd, yeah. The other B. The other B. (laughs) And you can find his work at DeVries Pottery, D-E-V-R-I-E-S, P-O-T-T-E-R-Y. Dot com. Dot com. It's on Instagram. Gmail. Gmail, everywhere. That's what I am. You own it? No, I From every possible handle? Every possible handle in every possible universe. (laughs) Yep. Well, even in the multiverse? All of them. That's yep. amazing. Yep. I'm the only static thing in the multiverse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, changed, I never change in any multiverse. I'm oh my gosh. You're throwing reality into a loop when there's, you're not No, changing. I'm actually the thing that keeps reality in the loop. The oh. one constant. Okay. I'm okay. impressed. Yeah. So when I look for someone, I use Google. Oh. Google yeah. usually tells me all Google the Google will answers. do it. Yep. Yeah. That'll get you there. Don't even have to spell things correctly. Oh, thank goodness. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think you get DeVries and P.O., boom. You're there. I show up. And people can see your work. They can. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Let's go around and talk about what we're drinking and what we're drinking out of. I'm drinking out of a George Lowe cup. What kind of glaze? Do you think this is Chino? Yep. He I'm has, pretty sure that's Chino. And then he has, I mean, it's definitely kind of a strange looking one. And then he sprinkles wood ash on it when it's so probably it's kind of, first dipped. It's toasty and orange and kind Gas of a fired. creamy white. Mm-hmm. With the craft ice cube in it. Yeah, oh yeah. Shelly brought special ice ice cubes over to my house just for this event. Nick and I are drinking Legacy Whiskey, and that's all it says on the bottle. It's a Canadian blended whiskey. Yeah, that's good. It's smooth. Ice cube is all you need. That's a good sign. Whose glass is that? Well, this, when I grabbed it out of the cupboard when we were inside, I had no idea. You know, it's sort of semi-nondescript, maybe a chino glaze on this. It looks like it's wood-fired. It's got a few little impressions. Some stamps, a little line, it's wheel-thrown. Doesn't look like there's any glaze on this. Yeah, no line on, on the inside there is. Okay, well, how would you know? <laughs> well, I happened to make that one. Oh. <laughs> Orion wow. Myers original. Orion Myers original. Not, I would say, uh, a typical no. example of Orion Myers cup. But, you know, that's kind of what's great about pottery. I was Sometimes proud of you it. you just needed to do a job, like deliver Whiskey. a fine beverage into my mouth. Mouth hole. Mouth hole. Mouth I was proud of, of the shape enough to actually stamp it. So usually when I just make random shit, I don't stamp it. So this would have been for like a demo or yeah. you're just like a little kiln filler? Yeah. That's yeah, it's sweet. nice. It's got this little waffle stamp on it. That's a little a, impression. That's a hashtag. It's oh. a waffle. <laughs> looks like it could use a little syrup I guess you didn't load this one correctly I fired it uh, kind of on its side it was yeah like a little two on the feet and one on the side there yeah is this in the Olsen fast fire yeah yeah, yeah it's nice it's got a nice little little ash deposit on one side and some 
I guess there is machino on this. Is this, mm -mm. this is just, just raw? Just toast. Just yeah. toast. Yeah. yeah. It's a beaut. Nice. Nice, nice. I have uh, a brand new little umami I got today at Clay Collective Pottery Tour in Cambridge area is where it's kind of originated and it's spread out. This is Shimpeis, who is an artist out of Iowa City, who seemed very nice and his work is really nice. He wood fires without cones and just goes on color. And forever, right? Wasn't For a hundred hours is what he hundred hours of, it's sealed up tight with some, it does have some sheen on the inside, so it's getting some of that Yeah, he wood primarily doesn't glaze any of his work. Mm -hmm. So it's got a little flash on the side that's orange. Otherwise, uh, but it does look like there was copper in the kiln because there's some somewhere. blushing. There's mm -hmm. right there on the bottom too. Yeah. yeah, so it's very sweet. And then I'm drinking some Merlot because it was cold when we were out at the tour today because it was Wisconsin spring, where which means you never know what you're gonna get. Yeah, and we yeah. got cold and wind. Um, and these guys both just finished doing the tour, so they're being troopers too hang out and drink after two days of hardcore work. Yeah, this is Hustle. hard. Pot yeah. hustling. Come and talk about some pottery and drink some whiskey. That's, <sighs> I know, we are troopers. You, you're mm -hmm. so... Yeah. It's not yeah. even participation trophies that we should yeah. get, just like real they should, trophies. We should get some kind of form of the U.S. flag with a different color on it just for potters just for that work hard. <laughs> work hard like we. <laughs> I bet we could make some. Yeah. All right, let's go. I, we're, we're rambling, so let's talk about you, Nick. Okay. Let's start with, you know, I first saw your work in Ceramics Monthly when you had that centerfold type Oh, he was dealio. on the cover. Yeah, oh, he was, but wasn't there like He's a huge cover. article, like The March too. centerfold, that's what I was. <laughs> that was November, I think. November or December. Center? That was December, December oh, yeah. the mm. Christmas issue? The Christmas issue. <laughs> Had a little stocking hat on. No. <laughs> <laughs> on your pots, that is. Yes, on my pots. And I know you and Ryan knew each other prior to that, but you want to talk a little bit about kind of, I guess I don't know your backstory. I know some, and I'm really excited to continue talking about production pottery yeah. every episode. Oh. Every episode. Are is, you? Has everybody that you've talked to been a production no. potter at some point in time? No. Well, not Brian. Ordered she'll bring it up. So. Okay. Well, it's, you know, my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you studied art in undergrad? Yep. I, I did a BA in art. Did you have like a ceramics emphasis or did you kind in of... Painting and ceramics in college. Okay. Um, prior to that, I was kind of your standard art kid growing up. Like had a sketchbook and mm -hmm. liked all the gear, the pencils and erasers and stuff and... You know, by the time I was a senior in high school, they were just like making up art classes for me to take. Like, yeah, because you did them all. You can just come in here and mess around, I guess. <laughs> you can take an art history class, which is do whatever you want for an hour. <laughs> so I was doing that. And then I had some friends. They were like, hey, you should come do this pottery with us. It's super fun. And our clay scene at our high school was, it was just kind of a mess. There was only a couple wheels. It wasn't a built out. Were they electric? Great studios. There was two wheels. What was there? I think there was a kick wheel. There was one Brent, like a Brent B. Mm -hmm. And then there was two wheels that were either on or off. Oh, yeah. yeah we yeah, had yeah. those. Did you? The That's on or off? My, and maybe yeah. what, Was there like a low or high or was it just on or off? Ours was a, a slow and fast. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so yeah. maybe there was a slow, yeah, like and a off. Hot, low was in the high. middle. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. So there was those ones. Those are awesome. And so I kind of, <laughs> those are awesome. Yes. And they had the said little. Said no one. Said, said no, no one. one. Yeah, I'm, I've been searching Craigslist for one of those babies. For <laughs> and they had decades. the little hole for the water bucket. Yes. Yeah. Did, they must have sold those to schools up and down the Midwest. Do you think they were just laughing the whole time? They were <laughs> they making were, these things and saying, were, like, these are terrible. Yeah, they were one step above these. the ones you can buy at you know Target now that take a D battery. Yeah, yeah your right. kid uses yeah. for the, paper, like, the one plastic time. clay. That yeah. You, yeah. yeah, well, that's so funny that you had those too. So, so I just kind of looked at them sideways and was like, I don't know. I would like I draw and it's serious, you I know. Do that. I make dirty. you know real art. He wore a, a beret. A beret. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Did you have one of those long smoking cigarette <laughs> yeah. things? Too? No, no, but it was, it was a candy one. Candy. <laughs> okay, right, a candy cigarette holder. <laughs> exactly. No, I was very serious, but so I but I was like, ah, whatever. I'll try it out. And like I got into that class, and they had learned a little bit from the teacher. It was mostly hand building, but it was also like, but if you want to kind of try out the wheel, you can, but there wasn't a ton of instruction. Right. So they kind of handed down what they had learned over like a two or three trimesters. Like, here's how you center and here's what you do. And I was like, I watched him and I got on the wheel and it was just sort of like, doo -doo 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 -doo, and mm -hmm. there was a bowl. Oh, this is sweet. Mm -hmm. And they all looked at me like, you son of a bitch. You took it just that like, magic pill, didn't you? Yeah. You sold your soul. Right, because I just sort of, obviously that thing that I the did beret. was the probably not great. <laughs> yeah, it was all the years of being serious. Yeah. It was like the last quarter of my senior year. I was like, wow, this pottery thing is sweet. Mm -hmm. And so then once I got to college, I got into pots. And I was introduced to a potter who lived in town. So you were in Minneapolis? I was in St. Joe. Oh, it's that? about an hour north and a little bit west of Minneapolis. Okay. So that's where St. John's University is. Okay. St. John's and St. Ben's. Private schools, private I'm Catholic schools. I'm acting like I know what that yep. is. Yep. You're I'm nodding not your head like you're familiar. like, oh yeah, I've been there a lot. Oh, Traveled there twice familiar. a year. That's where Mark went to school, right? Yeah. That's where Mark yeah. went to school. Oh, I should know that. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. We should do a podcast with them. We should interview Mark. <laughs> That'd be a good oh, idea. You, yeah. can get, oh, you already did. Oh, we yeah. did. <laughs> In College, I so I met this potter who lived in town, mm -hmm. Jim Loso, mm -hmm. through a friend of mine that I met freshman year. Mm -hmm. So I started working with Jim in his studio, on and off during the school year, and then pretty much like n almost 90 days straight during the summers. Mm. So mm. summer after my sophomore year, I walked down the alleyway to his studio in the morning, grab a coffee and be in the studio and glazing, unloading kilns, like doing some throwing. So and you then got a a pretty sweet education outside of school by working with him. Yeah, that's an understatement. He was an amazing teacher. Mm -hmm. He taught at Elk River High School, and he was also an amazing potter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just spent tons and tons of time with him. On the weekends, we'd travel for art fairs. Mm -hmm. I'd help him with art fairs. We'd come back. We'd be back in the studio on Monday. Mm -hmm. And that's how the summer would go. And mm -hmm. then I'd go back to school, and then I would, you know, I wouldn't have as much time to work with him, but the next summer, boom, I'd be back on. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like, like almost nine. There would be a point where I'd be like, Jim, I got to just take a day off. <laughs> because it's been like 42 days straight here. Mm -hmm. But it was great. And we became... And you still loved it. You were... Oh, it was, yeah. It was awesome. It was amazing. And then, so I was doing an art degree then, too. So I was like, well, you know, I'm getting all this clay. Yeah. Time, in time yeah. outside of school. So I should do something else here. Uh -huh. So I did more painting. Okay. I did. I also took a lot of clay classes, and my professor, Sister Dennis Frandrip, she was great too. Mm -hmm. So I learned a lot from her as well. But I did shift my focus. I mm -hmm. painted a lot, mm -hmm. and so like my senior thesis show was in painting. 
which I think was great because I got sort of a it's kind of a double dose. Yeah, it was. It wasn't just clay all day. Right. So in right. painting, we're think I was thinking more about color and color theory and mm-hmm. you know a number of different aesthetic considerations and and it, and it probably kept you loving clay too had you done clay all day at school and clay all day on the weekends it would have been well and they were Maybe. all self-portraits he's pretty vain it was very vain <laughs> it's just like my painting teacher like another portrait seriously of yourself we're like but my expression's a little different in this one i don't know look, if I, I look coy yeah <laughs> i look <laughs> like you never look coy <laughs> I don't know that that would have happened. I mean, we can kind of fast forward a little bit because a number of years later after college, I worked for a production pottery. Yeah. And while I worked for the production pottery, I also then spent a lot of my free time making my own pots. Okay. So I rented space from them for my own work. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had an updraft gas kiln. So I fired that cone 10 while I was there. So I'd come in in the morning, crush a bunch of production pots, and then I would be done and I'd go to my studio. I mean, my bosses would like come back and pester me. Mm-hmm. Hey, what about this? I'd be like, well, I'm not really on the clock. On come on, man. You know, I'd babysit gas kiln until like 1130 at night. And I'd go in on the weekends. Mm-hmm. I had I didn't have access to a studio or equipment. But once I started the production pottery, I had access again. Right, you had studio. And once I had access again, it was 24-7, like mm-hmm. all the time. And I think part of that was because when I worked with Jim... He just had just his crazy work ethic. Mm-hmm. He was obsessed. And he actually told me one time, he's like, you kind of got to be obsessed mm-hmm. to some degree. Maybe like <laughs> not tell it, not trying to say to people, go be unhealthy and just right. go work, work, work. But like, but you got to love it. I feel like that's the thing is you got to think of it as not as a job, but as a passion. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think that's I mean, right no, to a degree. I don't agree at all. Ryan doesn't agree. <laughs> he's, he, he's just in here punching a clock. Yeah. He's yeah. like, yeah. oh, fuck. I've been in the he, studio all he'd day. He'd rather be playing with his Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Ninja Turtles. Those are pretty He-Man. nice, though, aren't they? They're pretty cool. <laughs> We're in Ryan's studio tonight. So that's our recording space. The fact that you could, at your pottery you're working at, that they gave you studio space to work on your own work is awesome. And not all not all places are that flexible. So that's super cool that they. You were rented it though. You said it was rented. Paid. Yeah, well, I think. I mean that you yeah. had because a lot yeah. of places don't always even give you that. Option. Yeah, and it was, it was nice for sure, definitely. And it you know while at times it was like well I'm still here, mm-hmm. you know coming in on the weekends. It was my still my own space, and right. I was there on the weekends largely by myself. So, right. yeah, it yeah. was great. One of the hard things about clay is access to equipment. Right. Right. When you're like out of school, where can I go make? I don't have a kiln, so that freed that up. Yeah. You know, like they paid to hook up the kiln. They didn't gas fire their stuff there. It was all oh, electric. Oh, they fire. just but they had it. And so yeah, they, they had it sitting around. It was collecting dust, so oh, they hooked oh, it up. That's yeah. very cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when I worked at Row, and I probably said this before you've heard Maybe this. that's a drinking row. The word. <laughs> the row. You say row pottery you have to <laughs> yeah, drink. Yeah. yeah, but when I worked there, I had, and then when I was a, a Rockdale too, I audited classes at Whitewater. So I would work all day and then drive to Whitewater and then use the studio there. Mm-hmm. And then I would drive an hour back home. Is kind of how I had my Yeah, that's a lot. Time. That's a lot and of that's dedicated time. around mm-hmm. was... Not great, but that was how you know you yeah. just do, especially when you're younger and you don't have a family and stuff, you can kind of do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You're just like, Yeah, I remember when I was young and didn't have a child, 
Yeah. How what was that? When? That did 22. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't for very long. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a thing. A lot of young folks come out of undergrad or even graduate school or maybe even high school. And mm-hmm. like, if you want to chase being a studio potter, mm-hmm. you got there's time you got to put in. You got to chase it. Yeah. And if you don't for a week or a month or like, oh, if you, you know, a year or two, mm-hmm. The longer you don't chase it, the harder it is to get back to chasing it. Right, right. You know, so. I do feel like there are windows yeah. in your life for opportunity like that. Been on a panel for St. John's or St. Ben's and talking mm-hmm. to young artists there. And my one of my big pieces of advice is just like never stop making. Mm-hmm. Even if you if you don't have a kiln mm-hmm. or a wheel, like when you're out of grad school or when you're out of high school or you're out of undergrad, just draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Do what you can. I, I had a don't professor stop that making. said the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sketch every day. Mm-hmm. Make, make, make. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about like at what point you decided to head out on your own and start your own business. So the decision came, you know, like every aspiring graduating art kid. Mm-hmm. I th- probably wrote the letter. In five years, I will be a solo artist. Mm-hmm. Well, it took longer than that. But I do think there was a sense, like when I went to school in college or even in high school, I never had that sense of like, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Mm. And I didn't realize this until later mm-hmm. that I didn't have that like, oh, I don't like, what can I be? You know, mm-hmm. there was just always this sense that I was like, I knew what I was going to do. I was just doing it already, kind mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. you know, I was going to do art. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how you could do it or what that meant or how... That would happen. That would but, like, I, you yeah. know, I think that's part of that. Like, I didn't think too much about being at work and then going to my studio and then coming in on the weekends and then babysitting kilns at work until 11. Mm-hmm. You know, I did burn out a little bit. And again, I, you know, probably should have had a little more self-care going on in those times. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that was just built into that sort of like always there mentality or sensibility that I had that I was like I was just always going to be an artist Mm -hmm. I just didn't sense any other path Mm -hmm. I think I could have done other things I have a lot of different interests Mm -hmm. dancing dancing is one of them (laughs) yep uh metal detecting could have been a professional no I'm kidding I don't why, well, I talked about that. Do you in have the a podcast? Wait you? a minute. Do you have a problem with metal detecting? Did Did you know I got into your secret files and listened to all the podcasts? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I don't detector. have a problem with metal detecting. It's something that came up <laughs> in the top of my head. Judging. Judging. You know, yeah, I'll, you see those guys out there. I know you're gonna offend them when they're listening. They're gonna be like, "What this Nick guy saying about metal detecting?" Yeah, you're gonna lose like. Six. That was of one of our people. That was, that was one, one of our sponsors. sponsors. But like Bob and Ted's metal detecting. Come on down, downtown Min- Madison. <laughs> there are fortunes just under your feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, can get, you can get a metal detector for the low price of nine ninety nine ninety nine. I bought Matt one for Father's Day. That's what he wanted. Oh, nice. I'm sorry, Matt, if you're listening to this. He's had he's had a lot of fun. Good. My husband is eighty five. No, it's <laughs> a great. Gets him outside moving. As yeah. long as he's moving, his arthritis doesn't act up yeah. too much. Yeah, gets him some fresh air for his. <laughs> what's the old timey? They used to call it everything consumption or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the consumption. <laughs> for the consumption. So now we've offended two groups. We've offended people with consumption. <laughs> No, older people. Oh. We actually live really close to a place that dealt with people that 
had the consumption. Didn't they? Oh, did Wasn't they? that just tuberculosis? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was like a catch-all for you've, you're you're coughing kind of, blood. Yeah, you're so you're not heading in a great direction. You should go to Montana and die. Right. Like for this the fresh hot air. Springs, this yeah, hot the hot springs, springs will, will help fix you. Okay. Okay. So the when I just but I but there is a more serious and like direct answer to your question about when I decided to strike out on my own. It yeah. was it was after college. I worked at an art like an art retail store for a little while before mm-hmm. I got the job at the pottery. Mm-hmm. And that whole time it was like, okay, how can I okay, Make I gotta get thing. a studio, then I can paint. I gotta figure out okay, then obviously there's kind of that capital like I gotta sell a painting. Yeah. Or I gotta try to make a money after the, off of this. Yeah. So when I got the pottery job, you know, that kind of focus and consume that could, like learning they taught me how to fix kilns and I was loading kilns for a year and a half and glazing and stuff like that. And then a, a, a throwing job kind of opened up. So then it was sort of, wow, this is happening. And, you know, I'm making a little more money. And and then they opened up the studio space. I had taken a class at the Northern Clay Center to get my hands back into clay, mm-hmm. a little soda firing. But once the clay, once their stu- the studio space was open there, then it kind of focused in. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, now I can do this thing. Couldn't sell the self-portraits. They weren't going anywhere. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's so weird. I know. You are a handsome man. I, uh, yeah, I but after his, you know, the one he sold to his mom, and then <laughs> <laughs> and my dad bought one. <laughs> well, like, okay, I can get some clay. I know, I understand this because I worked with Jim, right? Yeah. I get this. You get clay. Yeah. You figure out some glazes. You make a body of work, and you make some work, and then you take photos and you apply to art shows. Yeah. Because I'd done a ton of art shows with Jim. Right. And so, so I knew you... that there was a there was a Sorry. A blueprint there. Craft ice Hearing cubes. craft ice right now. You know, I had a sense from doing shows with Jim that I can go and do some of these two-day shows, mm-hmm. and there are some around. Mm-hmm. I need a booth. I need a vehicle to haul around. Mm-hmm. So there was, I need to save up money and stuff. He also worked with gallery, so I understood that to a bit too. Mm-hmm. That's to a, huge, to though, just like already knowing some of the shows that are worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And things like that because i remember doing shows and or even that you need like weights for your tent yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. first yeah. time i first art fair like we were saved by a potter because i didn't have anything to tie the tent down yeah like <laughs> yeah. how dumb is that do you remember the book the book oh yeah that, the book of art shows the book of art shows. oh yeah the book of art shows it, and you'd be like okay well this has this many people and then right after the book when the internet was invented by yeah. What's his name? By tubes. Al Gore. Yeah, Al Gore. Yep. And yeah, by okay. tubes and, and... It was tubes. He put the tubes in the ground and made the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then they put the book online, right? Uh-huh. And you could subscribe to get the book online. Uh-huh. I, like the first art shows I was applying to, you still put slide, you yeah. slides. Yeah. Oh, I remember oh, slides. It was digital have... image to slide. Oh, yeah. and mine then... were, were never been digital. They were... I had to like expedite original. slides original. being made for Art Fair in the Square. And yeah. I didn't get in. And it was like... $75 a piece to get these slides wow. made. But I, then you had them. They, but I did send them back similar well, then I had them, and then the next year, they're like, oh, we're not doing slides. These yeah. are done. That's <laughs> pretty much cake. right on that edge, yeah. too. These are abs- obsolete. So, yeah, you know, so I, I had the blueprint. Yeah. Then it was a slow process. Yeah. I'm still kind of working-ish, full-time-ish. Yeah. And then working after work and coming in, and then it's like, oh, I'm making random pots. Like, what's going on here? So it took time for... Yeah, yep. body. A bit of a body to come focusing yep. in. And, you know, I was making some work that kind of resembled Jim's work a little too much. So I kind mm-hmm. of wanted to get away from that. So I pushed through that. And mm-hmm. Things come and go. But I was pretty consistent for many years. Mm-hmm. And then I got to a place where I just kind of scaled back at the studio. 
And then it was always this like, okay, when can I do it, mm-hmm. right? When can I kind of rip mm-hmm. off the cut. Band-Aid? Yep, cut loose. Yeah. You know, once I was firing pots, and then definitely once I was starting to get into smart shows, uh-huh. and I had created a booth, you know, I had the gear yeah. to some degree. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't great. I was still kind of cobbling it together. But it was enough to do some art shows. Right. And get in some good ones, right? No, well, not right away. Just sort of re- like just... local, regional stuff. So okay. I, was, I was doing stuff around Minneapolis. Yeah. And it never went very well. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> At wow. least there was, a, there was some, like, I remember the first time I made, like, over $1,000 at a show. Right. Yeah. But my past experience yeah. of what other people would make... I know. Was different. Yeah. It was different oh. than that. But I finally got to that point and I was like, okay, we're going somewhere slowly here. <laughs> but, you know, at the same time, I was developing some relationships with a few galleries. Yeah. Some relationships that I still have. Yeah. Like your wife? Like my wife. Yeah. Yeah. So is she working at a gallery? No. Oh. That was just, <laughs> no, but... that was out of <laughs> non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> Ignore your co host. Yeah, I don't have anything valuable to say especially after the weekend toasty like your cup yeah yeah and then i i did start to get into some larger art fairs right cherry creek st louis that kind of thing oh and, really and then. once i get in got into those so i met you right on that verge yeah right in that area once i started getting into those i learned that when you get into those big shows they also go very poorly <laughs> yeah no i always think it's so funny when you ask people at least when I used to do shows and talk to people, how was your show? And everybody is like, but oh, lipped fine. and they're like, it was fine. It was fine. And I did okay. Oh, I had a, a good day. It took me a long time to be like, oh, your good day and my day, good day don't mean the same thing. You kind of want to get a gauge of the people that went through and how much, how much people sold. Mm-hmm. And then as you start to wow. get comfortable with sharing numbers, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's, that, that's not good. There's Your a pot, good day is not my good day. A potter friend that said to Nick, and Nick said to me, it's like, all right, Cherry Creek, you're going to make 20K. Oh. Bring as many pots as you can. And it's like, my experience there is like, I could have a sale outside my front door and, and not advertise and maybe do just as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. you, didn't, you didn't rock it out with Cherry Creek either. No, and it's expensive to do. It, I mean, we, yeah. we met great people and it was fun. It was fun. That's yeah. kind of when we, Ryan and I solidified our relationship at Cherry Creek. Oh, thing. that's so nice. They were still great experiences. One of the things you start to learn and you start to figure out is the different paths and sort of the different hierarchies of quality in terms of gallery and retail mm-hmm. and shows and you start to see yourself and your work in the bigger spread of the ceramics community and you start to get a sense of where you're at right, right, right. so when you get into like a big show or you mm-hmm. you get invited to a gallery show or a, a group show from a gallery you, you respect mm-hmm. it still feels good right it's still mm-hmm. nice and you know getting into st louis and cherry creek was like, like I, okay, I did that. Right, right. So, but then when I did it and I found out that it didn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> right? It doesn't mean anything. It means something a semi, a little bit maybe professionally to a degree, but yeah. not really. Right. And it doesn't mean success, monetary success. It did, you didn't so, make your 20000 No. This may make <laughs> no, no, you no. rethink the choices you made, but at Cherry Creek, a painter friend sold out in the first day. Yeah. Oh, I know. I yeah. saw other people doing very well. And that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And it didn't work for me. And maybe... Well, maybe it's 
Denver. Maybe people in Denver have no taste. No, I don't. <laughs> you know, I had enough experiences at art fairs, and they just weren't yeah. working. They live in it's, Denver. They've got good taste. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I also think some of it is, and I think we've been all doing this for long enough, is it takes time. It takes time to establish your work and establish relationships and for people who want to buy your work to be able to find you because like or know about you or know about you yeah because i mean that's i i think we all want it to happen like like this well after this podcast explodes (laughs) yeah this is like this is going to be the fifth one yeah you'll be making ones of dollars you're gonna get like six more listeners instantly drops yeah right or, I mean, not listeners, but subscribers to but Instagram. It's and, possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, smart asses. <laughs> I'm totally right, though. Do, do you feel like, I mean, like, the older I get, the more I'm like, you have to put in your dues. And you yeah. learn a lot from doing that. And it will serve you in the longevity of your career. That's why I'm so bitter about the young people on Instagram <laughs> becoming super famous right away. And... <laughs> Ryan's going to start a, a compendium podcast called... Why I'm bitter. Why I'm bitter. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, I think, there, I think there's truth to that, but I think there's also a little, there's some be wary of the idea that like, hey, if I put in my time, if I do the right things, if I do the work, and this is kind of a, a cynical or a sour way to look at things. It's like, that still doesn't guarantee. No. It's, kind of the, it's kind of the story I'm telling to a degree. I'm not trying yeah. to, I love my life as a potter. Yeah. But I think there is a certain like, hey, if you get on the cover of Ceramics Monthly, and these aren't, nobody told me this, right? But I look at Ceramics Monthly and I'm like, oh, that's like a pinnacle, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, that must mean something. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. I remember when they were like, hey, do you want to be in this issue? This issue? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And then I remember like, hey, here's the cover. I wanted to let you know before it came out. It was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, wow. great. This wasn't going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. But... It did. Mm-hmm. And it meant something in the moment, and it still means something. It didn't mean I made it. No, it's just it, another which, step. It, which makes me journey. feel better, because I'm not on the damn cover. Well, not yet. Don't they worry. they used some of my images a couple times and never told me. So. Oh. But, that's kind of exciting. I guess there's well, also going to be another work. compendium podcast. No, that's still, <laughs> that's still bitter. <laughs> that's, oh, I saw that it still goes into the bitter. Yeah. <laughs> I hope people don't think that... If I do X, then I've I've made it because it's a journey. It never there mm-hmm. is. Hopefully, you don't have a finish line, and then and then what you go and well, yeah, and you could have done or, Cherry Creek another three years, and maybe it would have could have been great. It could yeah. have been yeah, yeah better yeah. each time. But it could also have been the same. I accept the distinct possibility that I wasn't doing some things correctly mm-hmm. for that art fair scene mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was it the booth well, the way i'm showing my work probably worn pants pants would have been a good idea <laughs> but like <laughs> a shirt maybe also yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> were you seeing people come up and then turn around and walk back away yeah, i made the same mistake. you know that was happening a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was next to the place that gave away free tequila shots at Terry creek yeah, so yeah that that's lovely like that's... people would be looking and they were like Oh, there's free tequila right there? Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do that there. instead of this. You think, yeah. you think it would be a good idea, but maybe yeah. not so good idea for them to... I was at, I was the featured artist at an art fair. 
and uh, tempeh in the sky juggled chainsaws in front of my booth Are you three serious? times a day with no mufflers on the chainsaw. <laughs> it was so dumb. Like, this, that that helps sales. This is actually going to be the companion podcast <laughs> oh, yeah. called "Why You Shouldn't Do Art Fair." Oh no, yeah. oh, no that's bitter too. <laughs> From Ryan Myers and From Michelle Miller. Bi- yeah, bitter yeah. podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think what helps you get through some of those crappier shows is like meeting the people like you're oh talking about making the yeah. connections and yeah. then trading and that almost that happens yeah. at almost every level too yeah. some yeah. of those more local and regional ones that i yeah. were doing i was meeting just the sweetest people yeah people who had been out on the road pushing hard for 20 30 years mm-hmm. you know and i'm a 20 some year old kid and they're like oh my god there's a there's a kid here trying to do this they loved me you know and, and, well, there's well, like what's funny now is we went from being the young ones where like everyone's god you're so young you're doing this it's awesome and then now it's like oh now we're the bitter, the bitter middle-aged <laughs> ones yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is i'm just not doing that anymore yeah you know the shows aren't part of my yeah. my repertoire so let's talk about that a little bit because covid changed kind of how you sold your work right i mean yeah to a degree it was already changing mm-hmm. having a kid is what started it yeah you know i traveled to st louis when my girl was she was a year old by then. Almost but toddling. She was, yeah, almost toddling. And, you know, St. Louis didn't go well. And I was thinking to myself, like, what am I doing? Mm. Like, I got back and I was sick. I had a cold after, like, not sleeping well in a hotel for mm-hmm. multiple days and driving, like, just an insane amount. And mm-hmm. it's not going well. It's not working. By that time, I'd, I'd established, started to establish more relationships with galleries and doing some online work, mm-hmm. selling some pots of my own. Mm-hmm. And... That just sort of slowly, it's like kind of a an inverse graph. One thing was going down, the other thing was going up. Right. And right. so I just focused more on that. And it seemed like, okay, well, focus on the thing that's working more. Right. And keeping you home. And keeping yeah, me yeah, home. Yeah. 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 And my wife had a job where she was traveling a good amount for four or five days at a time. So it's like, you know, I got these chunks of time, but I just need to be home anyways. Mm-hmm. On the, like, the business side of it, when you're looking at a ledger book or whatever, things were the same at that point i was doing enough art shows where it's like okay this works Mm -hmm. to a degree it's a lot Mm -hmm. of work i don't love it but Mm -hmm. there's money coming in right but once i started to sort of like do less of that and more of the galleries it was like the same at the end of the year right you know and so it's like okay it doesn't change a whole lot it doesn't mean that one thing is better to do or more lucrative right but it changed the life. It gave me the lifestyle that I wanted a little more. Yeah. So that was already happening like well before COVID. Yeah. COVID just put the brakes on the few shows I was still doing, like coming out here for the Clay Collective tour. Sure. Near Cambridge. Sure, sure. Wisconsin. On the first weekend of May. <laughs> every year. Yeah, every, every year. Wisconsin. Every year. Yeah. I had the same thing when we had kids. I was just starting to do more art fairs prior to. I think I'm prior to getting pregnant. And then I got into Kansas City and I was really excited because I was in the Plaza, same, Brookside? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it was Brookside. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's yeah. kind it's of... Nice. It's nice. It, it I did that one year too. Yeah. It's, I was told it's a good show. Yeah. And that's kind of where I was going on. And I was also panicking because I'm like, okay, I am becoming a mom soon and I do not want to lose my creative outlet. And if I, I thought if I were bringing an in income from my art, then I could still carve out a little bit of that piece and 
Make like you could justify it. it and make time for it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because it, it made money. It like, made, I, I, yeah, yeah. And then the rest of the time I was a, a full time mom. So I got into that. <laughs> okay. I don't did Matt do shows with you? No, oh. Matt, no. It was, he was metal detecting. He was, he was, no, like, he was busy was looking for his keys. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my first like big show. And I kept going, I'm going to. I'm gonna keep doing this. This is how this is how the artists are doing mm-hmm. it. I had friends that that was their whole world was doing all these shows every year. Because yeah, at the time yeah. that was one like a weekend the best when you can way. do it one a weekend and yeah. like yeah. start in the spring like nine, and go all ten the, or whatever a yeah. year. I was doing was about easy, my easy. biggest year was twelve or thirteen. I think it did. Ugh, but but it, that's not even huge compared to some people. Yeah, not even close. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, it's just not worth it because it's it's not just the the time sitting there trying to hawk your wares but it's also those are three days you're not in your studio making work or more if you're traveling yeah right it's huge. right it's, Which those, is, those days you don't are think about that yeah. when you're initially getting into it but yeah i don't think as many people put that on the books yeah as as much as they should yeah um, that's a huge impact on your yeah. production the thing i miss is is to, i'm a pretty peopley person so the thing I miss is yeah. meeting people and talking to people. Like I, oh, at first I thought you said pimply. Pimply, pimply. person. Well, he is a I was, little pimply. Yeah, a little pimply. No, he's not pimply. Yeah, I need a new facial scrub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like today was the first event, large event like this that I've done since 2019. Mm. Yeah. And I missed it. And it was fun to chum it up with all the guests and the patrons who came out mm-hmm. and the hosts and the potters. It was, it was a lot of fun. So that's one thing I do miss. And I think a lot of people miss that throughout the pandemic, obviously. Yeah. Well, when we were doing fairs, too, it was fun because there was a crew of people. We'd be in one spot of the country. Yeah, Two weeks later, one. it's yeah. like, hey, same. we're all in the same spot, and you're going back and forth and just yeah. hanging out. And it's a, it, and it's, it is a community. Yeah. yeah, and you could see that in the people who had been doing it for a long time. We would call very respectfully the old timers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you hear stories about the 70s, the 60s and 70s and 80s, and the just... Just these bang banging years where they just yeah they used to throw stuff on blankets or or you know up on boards on sawhorses which I'm kind of going back to yeah <laughs> and they they would just crush you yeah. know mm-hmm. it was the people were people were really excited about it they were snorting coke off their new vans that's what we <laughs> joked about yeah God. that's that was in the eighties so. that was in the eighties yeah. in the spiral time <laughs> but you can see that. You would go to these art fairs and you'd see these people and they just, they, it was just like a traveling family almost. Yeah. For sure. And it, was, it was neat. And you, you know, there's a certain aspect of that that I do kind of miss out on and miss doing. Yeah. And that's why coming out here for the Clay Collective Pottery Tour in the first weekend of May is so great. <laughs> Did you guys ever do, there is a show in Illinois. Um, the Peoria show? The Peoria mm-hmm. show. I never did Peoria. You did? All right. Well. How? So I got a flat tire. I left the party. I won an award. <laughs> and I, I had a couple of beers. Yeah. I left the party. Came back to my van. I had a flat tire. Oh. And then I peed in a big solo cup inside the van because I couldn't <laughs> pee in the parking lot because there was <laughs> people all around. <laughs> it was a hard weekend. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, okay. Beyond that, the people who put it on get so jacked up about the artists coming did you go to the dinner yeah yeah that's they do weird. a dinner and then they put on skits yeah no that was weird this oh my gosh yeah no it was weird 
That's probably why I drink too lovely. much. I'm like, this is insane. And yeah, and then they feed you. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I mean, it, like that was, because I guess I must have done that for a couple of years where I had like, I don't know, seven shows or whatever. Would seem like a lot to me, but not to necessarily. I People saw. People doing it all the time. Sure. But that's where it's like, hmm. we were all like, together, like, <laughs> witnessing these these awards and these yeah. these uh, yeah and so it kind of was a nice way to there was a meet more people pretty elderly woman when i was there wearing skin colored tights oh. and like i thought she was just wearing a shirt it was She's, oh that was no the pants Gloria show was where she was wearing yeah. beige pants yeah they weren't pants i mean they were skin tight like <laughs> legging i was like it was really awkward and like weird because i really thought pants optional yeah yeah, there, there's sort of the unexpected. You don't get that unexpected thing when you pack a box of pots and yeah, send them to, to a, a gallery. gallery. Yeah, they yeah. post the show, they sell the work, they give you the check. There's no like, like no, I, I, no kid walking in with a machete. I had that. Before. No, well, that's really like, weird. What show was that? At? That was in Tempe. Really? Yeah. Or no kids, street kids. I was calling them street kids trying to take your wife. No, like, that was that was the same one. <laughs> that's that's crazy. Super weird. All right, yeah, I'll quit. Yeah, quit all your. Yeah, yeah Ryan's right. got a like. You're the kind of person that like the most random weird things. Happen to. <laughs> yeah. Like I go to shows and it's just like, yeah, it was hot. Yeah. And it rained a bunch. Yeah. And yeah. that wasn't great. But you're like, yeah, somebody tried to like tattoo my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> he had one where people were suggesting a threesome with him. Yeah, that was. I was. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I don't know how to react. Yeah. I had a terrible show in. Green Lake. Oh my gosh. It was like the nightmare show where it was nobody came. It mm, was yeah. a long drive there. And then at the end of the show, I went to my car and realized my husband had taken my car keys and driven back to Milwaukee. Oh no. So, or was it Madison? So he had to drive back up. The other thing that was made it challenging, there was a one of my least favorite forms of musical entertainment is a barbershop. barbershop. <laughs> oh, did you guess that out of the blue? Wow. And they kept circling and hanging out by me where I'm just like, fucking shoot me. This is like... I'd rather have a guy painful. with juggling chainsaws. Did they have, did they have the... Like you'd be not paying attention and somebody would hit the harmonica like... <laughs> they were... Well, let's just put it this way. I know they were dressed in stripes. Yeah. Yeah. So the They're, vertical stripes and the we're, suspenders. Oh Definitely not going to get any art fair sponsoring. <laughs> no, no, maybe not. Well, all we've been doing is talking shit. <laughs> um, some art fairs, though, I've had good experiences and I've won like oh, a lot yeah. of awards. And you know, it's my interactions with art fair. I see as a very like individual, personal experience. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not to say don't go do art fairs no. or it's not going to work or it doesn't work yeah. for other people or it's not a. L I know people who love, they love it. Yeah. Awesome. You know, it's not even, they don't want to give certain percentages to galleries. They don't like box and pause. It's just like, no, this is, I love this. This yeah. is great. Yeah. I like I, to travel. I like to be on the road. Yeah. And I also think though, like, I agree with you with like, I, the, there were some shows in the Peoria one was a fun show to do. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed doing it. They did a great job, but. I did bad. Yeah, well, because you were wearing beige pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> beige <laughs> in my van. <laughs> but the, I think some folks, the the whole family does it. 
And sure. it's like, yeah. I, you know, in those situations, it's a way of life. Everybody's invested. And I think that's lovely. But Be- it's before, just... before my daughter was born, my partner, my wife would go. And yeah. It, yeah it's they were enjoyable. way more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. I, hate, I started to hate them solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Solo. It's a whole different... Bad. It was rough. Yeah, and you're like, I don't care about any of the pots. Yeah. Someone can just take my yeah. tent. <laughs> and then if they're bad and you're solo and you're just sitting there, you're like, what am I doing? Well, yeah. and, and setting up solo. Like oh, for yeah. me, that was where, again, that was another thing where as you go, you make a nicer booth. That mm-hmm. makes it look more gallery esque. But but it they get bigger and more complicated. It takes three hundred thousand so... wing nuts to put it together. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then if you're doing it by yourself, it's a lot. And for me, I I have some height challenges because I'm not very tall. But I struggled with putting it all up as it got more complicated by myself. And I thought, if I can't put this up by myself, then I can't do it. It's Mm -hmm. just not a reasonable thing. Yeah. Except I I guess I could have hired a taller person to help you. (laughs) There are, what are those things called that Ladders. I'm sitting on? Ladders. It's the L word? Yeah. <laughs> Step stools. <laughs> so then COVID hits. You've already slowly oh, moved yeah, away from doing shows and doing more online sales and more gallery representation. Mm-hmm. So for COVID, were you able to kind of slow your making a little bit or did you just continue on because the online sales were pretty impressive people were nesting and wanting to spiff up their home interiors yeah that's interesting i so when COVID hit it was like every potter who was like oh i've been meaning to get a website mm. they got a website oh been yeah. meaning to get online what happened to me is i kind of went dark mm. because when well, my daughter was home mm-hmm. for school virtual right, school you know, all of a sudden that was 2020, mm-hmm. so she missed the back half of her kindergarten year, mm-hmm. and then she missed the entire year of her first grade year. Mm-hmm. She was home 24-7. Mm-hmm. They went back to school in that year, but we kept her home because my wife is is and was way more susceptible to mm-hmm. risk for COVID. Mm-hmm. And did she do fine with virtual school, too? Because some kiddos did great with it. Yeah, she did fine with it. Yeah. She was, she's a very resilient kid. Mm-hmm. In the end, it was extremely taxing on all of us. For sure. Because she was home all the time. <laughs> my, wife, my wife works from home too. Uh-huh. And it was just a constant juggle. Like, like a big part of how we enjoyed our life and we made it work once we had a child was... Sending her away. Sending her <laughs> to boarding school when she was like two months old. No. That we just juggled. We constantly mm. were able to churn our schedule. Yeah. Okay, now I, you're working less, or you want to work less, or I'm working more, and I want to. Or like, yeah. how are we doing? A lot of give and take. Sometimes mm-hmm. it would be like, okay, you're home. I'm going to the studio. Okay, now you're traveling. I'm home for six days. Whatever. So you're tag teaming it most of the all time. the time. We couldn't afford childcare, and in some yeah, ways, and we you didn't, didn't want it. We then, didn't want yeah. it then. It was lovely to be home with my daughter a lot. Mm-hmm. It was great. Phenomenal years. Mm-hmm. So we were, that's what we did. And with an outlook towards, you know, eventually we did a little little daycare, mm-hmm. a little bit of one day stuff. Most of that was like early childhood stuff. And then it was like a couple days. But with this vision, like, okay, eventually one day she'll be in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. On ramping to this place where we know she's going to kindergarten. And then we both have more time and flexibility to do and work on our careers again. Mm-hmm. 
And then COVID hits Mm -hmm. and that kind of crumbles that whole, like we were getting to this point and that falls apart. I struggled a lot with what happened during COVID because it was great in some respects because I took the train on being with my daughter when she was doing school and managing the day and helping her with learning to read was amazing you know, like doing math with her, you know, and, but it was, it was, it was too much. Mm-hmm. It really I'm was. I'm still amazed, like now kindergarten is almost second grade. It is. It, like it's, it's, it, every year they push them further and further. Yeah, it's not like playtime. It, it used to be well, kindergarten was socialization. Do you think it's because they quit teaching them how to tie their shoe? Did that take too much time? <laughs> it was all like it took up uh, the entire year. Uh, by the way, they don't teach them to tie their shoes no, or I, how to read a clock with no, the face I, anymore. I, I know or that. Or count money. Well, they well, they do learn counting money. Yeah. For what a week in kindergarten? In, in, I'm, no, in second grade they do for sure. They don't spend much time. No, because they. No, waste my daughter spent a lot of time on it. Oh, yes. they teach him. And I know it, this because it, she was home again for six weeks this year. <laughs> yeah. And I helped her with... In Madison, but, they teach him about Venmo and PayPal. Right. <laughs> you don't need it. Here's what a calculator They're does, like, kid. Nobody uses those those dirty coins anymore. Yeah. Dirty, dirty money. Dirty coins. Just hold your card over the reader. That's all they do. All, yeah. I would like to know how many second graders can tie their shoes now, though. My it daughter can't. It took us... A long time to teach both of our boys to do it because mm. most of their shoes weren't tie. And then when we would That's do a it, we would them. we'd <laughs> we'd get them tie shoes, and we practice. And then as time went on, they'd wear those less and less, and they'd wear the slip-on shoes. So, I like that I'm so focused on tying the shoes. Yeah. And. I don't wear anything. Yeah, I haven't seen laces on your shoes all weekend. See, you're in the same camp where it's like, I feel like kids' clothes and like senior citizen clothes, there's not a lot of difference. There's not a lot of difference. You got elastic waistbands, you got Velcro shoes, Mm. you got. Sometimes you wear a diaper. Sometimes you wear a diaper. What's happening in the future for you with, I mean, are you going to kind of just continue on? gallery and just doing a handful of shows and online sales or some things that you're hoping to explore or do in the near future that you haven't otherwise had a chance to do like at this point in time it almost feels like i've just gotten like the train car back on the rails yeah after the pandemic yeah 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 which feels good Mm -hmm. um last summer i was in the studio quite a bit and things were feeling good, and then the pa- pandemic kind of peaked up again. Yeah. Right. And you know, this is a time where we're still needing to be really cautious, and then yep. like thinking about my child needing to go back to school because she needed to go back to school because if she didn't go back to school, daddy was gonna go the shining style crazy. Did you um? So when did she go back to school? Was it second grade? So this, this year. Year. So this she's year. been there a full year. She was in person a full year until January. Other than the six weeks the when six you taught weeks. her math. When and, I taught her like pre-algebra. That was fun. Well, so, what? So, yeah. So, Are you joking? No, she was really into it. Yeah. It was. She was leading it. She loved it. She's like, Dad, can we do math first? Sure. Can we do more math? Sure. Okay, we're doing more math. Yeah. Nice. But by the end of that six weeks, I was uh, back to that like... 
<laughs> this is a lot of work. Homeschooling. Well, so the new thing you're talking about is doing the home sale and having, you know. Yeah, guests so that's where I'm heading. I mean, I'm definitely, it, it continues to change. In Brainerd, are there a number of other potters in your community that you kind of get together? Or is it where you're kind of working in isolation until you come to Madison and get to meet the amazing artisans of the, of the, area, the area of the of the madison area <laughs> yeah brainerd's yeah. brainerd's ceramic scene is you know smaller than what was going on in minneapolis or what's going on here sure. in madison for sure there are a lot of potters around okay and there are a lot of potters kind of in a, in a variety of professional positions right mm-hmm. from beginning semi novice amateur yeah. but you know trying to do some fairs yeah. to full-time professionals to teachers. Are there like, community pottery studios? Because that seems to be a hot, hot scene right now. Is Yeah, there isn't. I'm on the board for a local nonprofit, the Crossing Arts Alliance. Okay. And we're hoping to maybe do some expansion uh-huh. in the nearish future. You know, those are some, some conversations that the board mm-hmm. is having. And, and we're really excited about that in part because we see... It is a, a real viable possibility for the yeah. area. Yeah. Um, it's a great little organization as it is, and they moved from a space to a downtown Brainerd space, and they just like blew up into that space and are already like busting. They need, we so just, need we more. need, yeah, they need more space. Since COVID, people are super jazzed about working with their hands. From what I've heard from community studio folks, they're at capacity, their mm, classes yeah. are all full. They're blowing up. It's something that people are definitely needing after a very stressful few years to have a tactile experience. So yeah. I would say to your board, get do it done. Get it done. Do yeah. It. Well, and they get a lot of interest. People ask, do you teach class? Yep. Do you teach classes? A. Yeah. They get a lot of inquiries about ceramics. Yeah. And clay, and I've you know I've worked in a number of different community ceramics places and. It works, yeah. right? It works. You can see it working all over the place. So the the hope is, and this is, it's interesting because you get out of school and you're like, oh, I want to do a thing that I know is like a step. Mm-hmm. Get into a show. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see that gallery. I like the work they sell. I mm-hmm. want to get into that gallery. Right. Oh, I got invited to a group show or a gallery reached out to me out of the, you know, you, yep. you, you step, you step, you step. Yep. And it's all, it's very like you focus on yourself. You're looking at your own career. And at each moment, you get to a place, and you're like, well, I made it here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, maybe I can go up another thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I can do the next thing. What's the next thing? And that's an exciting process. Right. So I've lived in Minneapolis for many years. Yeah. And I moved to Brainerd, where I'm from, where I grew up, uh-huh. where I took that first pottery class because you know, Minneapolis was getting pricey. Yeah. I had the, you know, the ability to move back to Brainerd. Mm-hmm. You know, I had family there. We had the means to move. When we moved to Brainerd, then, okay, I'm going to set up a home studio for the first time. This is great. What I didn't anticipate was being on a board for a local arts organization Ooh, yeah. and thinking about, like, this is, this is actually the thing I'm most excited about right now. Okay. It's not what am I going to do, mm-hmm. what galleries am I going to get into, what shows can I be a part of. Because when I left Brainerd, I left with the idea that there wasn't a whole lot there for me. Mm. My family was there. I had friends there. I liked fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked growing up there. Mm -hmm. But I was going to be an artist. I was like, well, I'm going to go study to be an artist. And when I got out of college, 
I got to go to Minneapolis because the city's where it's going on, mm-hmm. and I got to figure that out. I didn't ever have the sense that there was something in Brainerd for me mm-hmm. like this. Mm-hmm. And so it's really exciting to maybe be able to help continue to build this great little organization mm-hmm. and be a part of that. Now there are kids in Brainerd who think already there's something here for me. Mm-hmm. It's Maybe it's small and maybe it's something I just come back to visit, but there was something mm-hmm. there for me. And if we can build that into a thing when kids leave Brainerd mm-hmm. to go study art, they think there's actually something there like I could go back to right, and be a part of well, and, and a big part of. And Brainerd has quite a history of Minneapolis folks coming in summer because it's yeah, that it's, beautiful. It's the, it's, summer, a, it's the summer vacation hub. Right. It's lakes area. So it's a lot of cabins. Of, and, it's, it's a beautiful area, first of sure, all. Yeah. And then you also have a lot of people coming into the community. So if you... You know, the more you establish an arts community within that community, you know, it seems like it would disseminate then out because of all the people being touched by it as they go back home. It, it could be. I think the focus right now is the way you would describe the Brainerd area as a micropolitan area. Okay. So Brainerd has twelve to 15,000 people, but it butts up to a community that has 8,000 people. Mm-hmm. And then... Within 20 minutes, there are a number of other towns and cities. Okay. And so, like, the high school's pretty large. Okay. But the, it's not a big city. Yeah. Like, the focus of the organization is, like, serving the area. Sure. Serving the community. Maybe there are people that will come through Brainerd and see the, like, if we build a bigger arts organization. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll experience have a positive experience with that. But I think the larger hope is that the a larger organization will create a more thriving local community sure and that there is something bigger for people there all the time right kids to adults you know kids yeah. to adults yeah well, so do you have much of a community center as it as it stands so, yeah now? no like so the the crossing arts alliances they've run some workshops they show local work they do rotating shows but they're limited by space. Okay. They're an old organization. They've been a lot around a long time, mm-hmm. but they're recently kind of they're led by a great executive director right now, mm-hmm. and they're some good. The board is great. Energy. The, 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 yeah, the, the executive director has been around for a while now, and mm-hmm. the growth has been mm-hmm. very exciting. Mm-hmm. So, but beyond that, no, there's nowhere you can't take a clay class in Brainerd unless you enroll at the community college. Oh, really? Yeah. There, it's not happening right now. So MSCR in Madison, I mean, Madison's bigger than the community you're talking about, but it's insane. They have multiple locations. They have two different locations where you can take ceramic classes, and then they have the sale. And this year that the sale, they sold over $30,000. Wow. People love it. Worth of, you know, student, yeah, student pots yeah. and teacher pots. Yeah. 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 It's great. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. And then all that money goes, you know, well, not A all the money. The percentage goes back into the program. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. build the program. Yeah. The board and the people who work for the crossing, like the, no one's looking at this as a, like a, oh, is this risky? Oh. oh, is this, can we do this? Like, it's all very possible. Yeah. It's all very exciting. Coming out of the pandemic, yeah. to be able to be involved and get to be a part of what this organization might turn into mm-hmm. is just, that's really great. An unexpected thing. Because mm-hmm. you spend, as an individual artist, you spend so much time it is a little like me, me, me. What, what, what am I doing? You know. I mean, we talked a lot about community and meeting right. artists, and 
but it's like this self-driven like i have to do it yeah and i have to like i'm gonna leave you know like i have to do it while i'm feeding a baby you know at the same time like i can't stop and it feels good to sort of shift that focus right now yeah and in the long run you just want to build this up so they buy the brick to build the kiln in your backyard yeah maybe no no yeah no i mean that'd be perfect i i mean i definitely at some point when we get new property i'm gonna build the kiln and i'll do the same thing and i'm not gonna like it's not like you make money using your stuff to help the community because wear and tear and you know you're doing all the labor and yeah there's some real there's great opportunities for you know what i'm doing as an individual potter is a studio ceramicist as the little hermit in in the studio to branch out into the community and that's you know when i moved to brainerd it was like okay i gotta set up my studio again i've done this a number of times you know i I moved studios a number of times in minneapolis renting in the warehouse district and other places Mm -hmm. yeah this was a longer move a bigger move and i had to do some renovations to the garage but it wasn't long after that move where it was like, okay, the, what am I doing here? How can I get involved in a bigger way? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, I just quit teaching and doing this full time and I'm already like, well, I kind of want to get back involved with people. something that's yeah. I don't bigger te- than yourself. I d- yeah. I don't want to teach yeah. weekly by any means, but it'd be fun to do a workshop and like yeah. have people over and hang out. And Well, like we did this weekend in a way. I mean, we sold stuff, but we're hanging out with people that we like. Yeah. Reading good food hopefully and yeah. having some drinks and I get really stuck because having been a teacher for so long and, and, and growing up in a family that has always been I feel like my parents have always been very involved and taught us to be thinking bigger bigger than us and and so a need to serve is very much wired mm. in me so that's one thing that's been helpful with teaching is that does fulfill that and so when I stepped away from my art ed job for that that window of time which was like a semester (laughs) it wasn't very long you know I started thinking okay okay maybe I should run for school board or maybe I should and I'm on the Madison Madison libraries I would do a committee for ex libras which is a fundraiser for the Madison Libraries and oh, I thought it was something with zodiac signs. No, ex Libras. I'm not here. You turn the name of it. I'm changing my birthday. Yeah, it's really fun too. It's a super fun event, but it's there's so many worthy causes and so many ways to enrich people's lives where you're not doing it a person mm-hmm. at a time. You're doing it in a bigger picture. And again, I feel like as I get older, I'm like. You know, I don't need to be that person holding up a picket sign saying, don't do this or don't do that. Instead, I want to be, I see the bigger part of making change mm-hmm. in a larger capacity. Or, or a small capacity. Or a small yeah. capacity. It's almost but, like... but, but not necessarily, you don't have to be the one picking up the garbage to create change and make less waste. You can sure. you can do it in a... In a Maybe more efficient or more effective manner. But you still should pick up garbage. Well, you mm-hmm. shouldn't throw every time, out your garbage. Every That's... time I walk the dog, I pick up a lot of garbage. Do you feel like I, this is my issue with COVID, though? So I'll be like running and I'm over I, it. I, cannot... I pick up masks. I don't you pick care. up masks. Yeah. 
at playground all the time. Ah. Drop Charlotte off, throw the mask in the garbage. You are you are a brave, brave soul. They feel like underwear to me. Mm, just yeah. I mean, I don't wear laying all over the place. Yeah, so. when I find that random underwear, I don't throw it away. <laughs> you don't, no, you take I'm it just out. kidding. Yeah, you take I'm, it out, Ryan. I'm just kidding. And yeah, then you terrible. wear. Are you yeah. wearing them right now? Well, four different pairs. <laughs> they weren't that <laughs> dirty. <laughs> so let's do a random question generator. Do you or did you in the past have any strange habits? Then let's put this in regards Do to I making didn't. clay or uh, pots. Making pots. Making pots. In regards to making pots. Besides doing it in the So nude. I have this strange, <laughs> I do have this strange habits when, this strange habit when it comes to making pots. Right. So when I make a pot, the weirdest thing that I do yeah. is every time I make a pot, I make it awesome. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's such a weird habit of mine. <laughs> I... You know, I know it's it's and hard. Your head, you, gets, you, your head enlarges. It. It's neurotic. Ugh. I understand, but I do it every time. <laughs> I make it awesome. And he throws with his saliva. Ew. So, no, that's <laughs> gross. Oh, uh, he's constantly dehydrated. No, I had a studio. I knew somebody who was like, you know how you want your bat if you use the hydro bats, a little wet. Mm-hmm. Just he would spit on the bottom of the the oh, clay really? wad. Yeah. Wham. That would stick it down. Why? You would have water no in a sponge. Or... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like say, there's a bucket of water. Up, up close and personal. Yeah, and just mm. get that. That's that's not terribly strange, but no, I don't think I have any real strange like pottery habits. Yeah. I mean, I probably have things that I do that people would be like, "Wait, that's how you throw? That's how you yeah. open? Or that's how you yeah. center? Or, wow." Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that. Well, with your feet, no people. I've never people done the foot, that... the feet throwing thing. No, I don't do. I have arthritis in the toe, so that'd be that would yeah. suck. I... And the rest of them are webbed, so yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's... You know what I've noticed that I'll I'll do, and I've since COVID and and making videos of of working, I I suck on my lips unconsciously. Huh. I I chew huh. my lips as. And I don't chew it. I just kind of just bite it. And, and <laughs> do you not, do you think you've done it forever? No, you I just notice I've it. Done, I think I was the kid that would go play volleyball with her tongue sticking out. I think I was that kid, and well, it's just like translated into bite the lip a little bit. It's like bit being at throw. home for like two years. You're just like noticed it for the first time well because well, i videotape living, myself because oh. otherwise i'm never looking at myself living with I, three males it, so maybe do you, that's why you're maybe there's so some anxiety when you there. throw do you do the head bob no no you I don't, don't. Yeah. do you head bob no do you, you head, bob? I head bob sometimes yeah. well yeah. you're like mm. yeah. when i'm throwing bowls and platters and there's like that long turn yeah. on the yeah. outer rim yeah, yeah. my head your bob so it's coming it's coming like it Okay, so that could be your weird thing. That could be thing. my weird thing. But that's not weird because other people do it too. But I think it's weird I had, when I see people do it. Yeah, so I, a buddy of mine, he did. The, he would he would head bob and then a real big one. Oh, yeah. He was a great potter. Does he play piano too? No. In undergrad, I went to a Catholic college so we could have wine. Mm-hmm. And I would say... Wait, you're drinking the blood of Christ as you're working? I would use the blood of Christ to make my clay. I mean, that's not you're super weird because... I would go into the fridge in the office and take the box wine and mix my clay. With the wine? Yeah. It's oh, you're not, not being... I thought this was a bit... No. No, no, this I did it. And, it, you know, I made the clay plastic pretty quick and it didn't smell bad. Did it really? No, because, I mean... You got that... Yeah. yeah. it smelled like wine. 
I mean, I did it with other stuff before that was not good, but yeah. How much wine like would you put pee? in? You did pee and yogurt. Put, no, I never peed. Yeah. Oh, you pee and yogurt. That, that, remember, in people yogurt? would put. No, they would I, pee into their clay. What, well, in chinos, people would pee into chinos. Yeah, I've never done that. And then, and like any beer, they'd pour beer into. Well, yeah, I think you just planted beer. this question. No. Just so you guys could talk about all the weird stuff you know about. <laughs> yeah. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I poured I poured beer into clay before mixing it, but yeah. it, the wine was better because it just smelled like wine and it yeah. never got yeah it was rotten that, and smelling and that farty it, smelling yeah it just aged it quick and huh. other than the regular yeah. farty smell of clay I don't know what clay you're using but <laughs> I'm thinking of the clay slop oh the yeah, yeah slip bucket slop bucket yeah. reclaim. So I used to smoke cigarettes. Okay. So I guess, this, I mean, this is a bad habit yeah. that I had. But I would, like, when I, I would smoke yeah. and throw a pot at the same time. Oh. You get to the, and then, like. You, you That's get, why your one eye is really Yeah, strange. you'd have to close one eye so it wouldn't get a bunch of smoke. <laughs> For some reason, that was like, the, the if we could get there, that was killer. That, that's something. It wasn't, though. <laughs> yeah. I have a girlfriend whose father used to smoke while he ran. He would oh, wow. <laughs> just trying to erase it as he's doing it. <laughs> it's just such a bizarro thing to do. You could have just stayed home and done <laughs> neither. <laughs> right? And been at the same place. <laughs> so let's just go around and then talk about what is altering your world. Um, let's double, let's piggyback it with what's altering your world and what you have going on or things to for people to check out if they want to learn more Happens, about you yeah. and your beautiful work which by the way we didn't talk about your work <laughs> no, I know. I, there was multiple points where i was like hey let's stop and actually talk about what you make well, that you do was it. supposed yeah. to happen on this podcast well sometimes well you, alter, you pot, do alter your your throne some of work. my pots i do alter yeah oh yeah, yeah. like most of them yeah, I mean, to a degree. I mean, some yeah. of them are just thrown, and then there's surface texture. But yeah. like a lot of them, they're altered. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next year, so, uh, episode uh, two, which are my, <laughs> yeah. the first return guest. So just get ready for it. You'd be like, oh, you're our first return guest. You've been on the podcast twice. Wow. This podcast, we'll talk about your work a little bit, but mostly we'll we'll soup up some weird anecdotes about our lives. <laughs> For listeners to enjoy this. That's how we roll, man. Yeah. We'll start That's it great. off. We're like, we're not going to talk shit about our affairs. Yep, right. We already hit that. We that was, hit that nail on the head. Yeah, yeah. The one-off podcast, compendium podcast. <laughs> how our affairs suck. <laughs> why we don't do them anymore. <laughs> I started that hashtag. Our affairs are dumb. Oh, and uh, is it blown it up? How many? Yeah. Uh, it's been used like five times. Oh, in like. Five years. So. Wow, that's okay. amazing. And I used it four. Oh. <laughs> so somebody um, else someone else used it once. So. Hmm. That's your your like ghost account. Used to I, have to, yeah. I have to. I have to say, we had one of your pieces um, that broke, and it was so sad. Matt loved it for his tea every day. He's got his go-to, and it was your piece. Wow. And I bought another one, but it's a little different. It's a little taller. So. The mug. No, it's a teacup. Oh, yeah. Tea bowl. Nice. Yeah. No, you got a, the replacement. No, it's a vase. It's really weird. It's weird to drink out of because it's really tall. Did you bury it in the backyard and be like, ha, <laughs> find that with your metal detector. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's a good one. You know what? When he finds a, like, 
some gold. You guys are going to be Oh, it's, we're going to be like, totally. hi, Matt. What's <laughs> doing? <laughs> he finds like awesome a, treasure. Like a cartoon bar of gold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'll be like, oh, fuck. Damn. That, those metal textures are I'm really gonna great. I'm going to go to dance metal I told you I wanted to get one of those ones because people are like fishing in rivers with these giant He is waterproof up to 10 feet. Whoa. So you can like dive down with this metal wow. detector. Did you also buy him the scuba gear? <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is free dive. <laughs> free Snorkel. Got a, you've got a, did it say it on the card? You've got a free dive. How are you holding your breath? Yeah. <laughs> say most people can hold it for two minutes. <laughs> All right. All right. So back to the serious What's part, altering but, your oh, world? Oh, yeah. You asked a question. What's altering my world? And besides hanging out with us, what's happening in the future? So, like, where can people find your stuff? Okay. I think what's altering my world really is just, like, the where we're at post-pandemic. Or not even post-pandemic, but in this moment. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. we're finally to a place where there's, you know, there's enough treatments and it feels kind of semi-normal again. Mm -hmm. Like, this being Mm -hmm. the first thing we've done since 2019 is kind of nuts you know mm-hmm. we're traveling we did this show so it feels really good seeing people again mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time giving some good hugs mm-hmm. so that's that's feeling great that's up, what's up altering my world personal. yeah i know i kind of liked when we didn't have to hug people yeah you're not yeah you're not the biggest hugger I know. I always come in with a big one for you. I can tell. Well, you lick my earlobe at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anything's altering my world right now. Wow. You're just holding steady. I would love to see the sun. That would help the alteration. I mean, I guess what's altering my world is the lack of sun. Yeah. Um, I am getting excited about the end of the semester. So I can put a pin in. Just give everyone Fs. (laughs) (laughs) All the way down. (laughs) I am not teaching summer school this summer. Mm. So that's out. I am on a break from tutoring one of my kiddos. That I, I tutor kids with dyslexia too because I can't say no to anything. I'm trying. Say yes to less. My I'm, motto. You're doing good things, so. Uh, it's, it is good. It is good. But so I'm going to have a window of time to actually just make work. And I'm, I'm so But remember, excited. you and Kay are running 34 miles soon. 37. Oh, God. <laughs> you were three off, dude. That's 34 is not impressive. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason. Something I do, possessed I can, a few humans to run 37 miles. I can do that three. So I'm wondering what it looks like if I come in crawling. It's still a win, like Is if that, you made it. Yeah. We could probably roll down the hills. I'm excited <laughs> to have more time. And my kids, I feel like I haven't spent nearly as much time Oh, I thought you were going to say you're sending them to camp. No, no. I'm going to spend time with my kids and more of the summer, hopefully. Uh, but I am sending one of them away to camp for a week. <laughs> yeah. uh, just for a week. And then I'm gonna make work. So yeah. that's, that's exciting. Thank you, Nick, for hanging with us. Yeah, it's been fun. It? <laughs> sorry, so many of the questions. Oh, are... sorry, that was so forced. Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah. 
And people can find your work again on DeFreeze Pottery, D-E-V-R-I-E-S-P-O-T-T-E-R-Y dot com. People can't spell pottery. They shouldn't even try yeah, looking them up. Like, how, did they, how did they find <laughs> this podcast what? on there whatever podcast? There are quality podcast. people who may not be the best spellers. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They accidentally spelled pottery correctly when they were searching their podcast feed. <laughs> pottery shows and somehow they got here no because they just went they saw pop up under the humor or the the humor the comedy and they're like this looks interesting this isn't funny this is depressing (laughs) i would like long form podcasts that get me nowhere (laughs) nailed it it all right thanks guys Bye. bye bye thanks for your service yeah i really appreciate it Every time, for you. every time you enjoy that sip of tea mm-hmm. or scrape that plate clean, you'll think of us. <laughs> 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 All right. So. Um, Enough mus- amusing ourselves. I know, yeah. I know. It's bad. And I'm feeling a little bit low energy. So sorry. So you guys will have to carry it tonight. No pressure. Is this a first for you? <laughs> <laughs> A lot of potters are really good cooks, too, where they're oh, yeah. making, you know, delicious food. And if it goes inside a beautiful pot, makes sense. I thought you were saying if it goes inside your stomach, your stomach. then you're full. <laughs> then your stomach's really the pot. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, That's eat. a lot of dedication. <laughs> Dedicated time. I, made a, I make a lot of bratwursts for my pottery stomach. <laughs> This chair is a little creaky. Every time you move, I hear it creaking. Can you sit on the dirty wheel head? <laughs> Do it. Let's switch. You sit no, on I'll this sit chair. here. I'll sit right here. <laughs> this is fine. <laughs> sat on something. No, don't. Oh, it was sit on this. the wrapper. Here, sit on this though. Sit seriously. Frank's we, gonna edit this out. Yeah, yeah. I got Frank, another. Frank, I got another Frank, chair. you're great. Frank, edit, 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 no, edit Frank. delete this. No, delete and this. I don't want to stop because I want to be able to put it in one. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're a, you're a moving. I'm a mover. You're an active family. speaker. Yeah. <laughs> you're kind of a twitchy potter. <laughs> yeah, and where there are ample, awesome spaces to rent. Yeah, they're great spaces. Yep. <gasps> oh, edit. No. I was trying to be nice. And <laughs> see if Nick wanted a beer. Yeah. Well, why are you videoing your face while you're making? This is the best content for a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah. Visual. <laughs> Nailed it. For listeners, what she's doing is putting her lip <laughs> in her mouth, her bottom lip. <laughs> her top. And that's her it. Her top jaw is is sucking on her my mm-hmm. bottom lip. It's, and her nostrils are flaring. And it's really yeah. hard to watch because it's very <laughs> awkward. But I'd like to have a body of work. Well, uh, after around. the money starts rolling in from this podcast, you'll probably just be able to bump out your house. Do you think and, I could? Yeah. Jeez, Another like. 450 years. Wait, is that the plan? Because I think it's a I, bad, have... I think it's a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the podcast plan. I don't think that's gonna work. Yeah, oh, we lose more me? and more sponsors every time we, we talk. Yeah, we offend more and more I know, people. Like, <laughs> Dan's uh, metal detecting. He's just jumping ship. Yeah, but it's the booze. Yeah, we'll get right? the booze sponsors. Oh, you, that, yeah, yeah, the whiskey yeah. and the wine. Thank you, Nick, for hanging with us. Yeah, it's been fun. Was it- <laughs> I'm sorry, so many of the questions. Oh, are- sorry, that was so forced.
Yeah, it's been fun. <laughs> yeah.